Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster. We're doing things a little bit differently today and talking to Christy Demos, the senior manager of seller marketing at eBay. By day, she leads a fantastic team of marketing managers that are responsible for marketing strategy and execution for seller programs in North America. She's been at eBay for 19 years and throughout has been focused on helping eBay sellers succeed on the platform. By night, she runs her local Little League baseball organization, and you can find her coaching or cheering on her two boys in their many sports. I was super excited to chat with Christy because I think a lot of us forget just how powerful of a marketplace eBay can be, and most of us are unaware of how they've evolved over the years, myself included. In this episode, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of who shops on eBay, what type of seller works best on the platform, and how you can use it for your business. Without further ado, let's hop into the episode. Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, Christy. Thank you so much for having me, Jessica. I am so excited to talk about all things eBay. Yes. And I was really excited when your name came across my desk because I feel like there's a lot of misconception in the space about the platform, who it's good for and who can be successful there. And I think most of us just assume it's people selling their own used items like collectibles and luxury goods. But I think for the right business, it can really serve as just another sales channel and another audience for e-commerce business owners to get their products in front of. So before we dive into all of this, can you just give my audience a quick background on your role at eBay and why they should listen to what you have to say? Yeah, absolutely. And I couldn't agree more about the misconceptions. Like we've been around, you know, one of the longest e-commerce platforms. So I think people just think of the original days of eBay, not what we've evolved to. So I so appreciate you calling that out and I can't wait to get into it, but about me. So I've been at eBay almost 20 years. So I joined shortly after September 11th, the September 11th. And as we all know, that's coming up or maybe it's happened, depend on when you're listening. (laughs) And in fact, I joined after September 11th. I thought it would be a temporary job. The economy was weird following that obviously terrible tragedy. So I thought, you know, I know eBay, I bought on it. Like, I'm just going to go get a temporary job there until I can get a job in in what I think I should be doing. And ultimately, I just ended up saying I became an official employee in March of 2002. So my official eBay start date isn't until then, but I really started in about October of 2001. And so since then, I've just been in a ton of different roles. I started in more customer service roles. So I helped sellers and buyers on the site. Then I eventually led customer service teams. Then I moved into what we call our customer service project management. So when changes were coming to the site, I helped my customer service teammates understand those so that they could help sellers. That's probably about half of my journey. And then 
after about 10 years, I moved into what we call the global trust team, which is really responsible for making sure that buyers and sellers can trust eBay and feel safe and secure shopping and selling on the site. And I touched a ton of different areas in that role. I was able to help launch what is now like our buyer protection program. I kind of helped some different evolutions on our seller standards, which is the way we measure sellers. And then about three, four or five years ago, I moved into our business selling team. And so right now I'm leading our seller marketing team. So my team and I work on making sure that sellers know kind of all the latest things to help them grow and improve their business on eBay. So we help them with latest product releases, policy changes, events to help them. Just basically, we're just trying to get out there and market anything to them that we think will help them with their business. So hopefully I know the latest and greatest, but there's always more to be discovered that not even I know. But I've been around a long time and I'm super passionate about it and super passionate about our mission in terms of just helping businesses and small businesses succeed on the web. So, so thanks for having me. Yeah, that's so cool. You've really seen the full evolution of where it started and what it's become. And so thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for being here to just school us. And even myself, I used eBay 11-ish years ago after I closed my brick and mortar boutique in New York and I moved to California and I had some leftover inventory. And, you know, I use that to sell my leftover inventory. But even since then, just so much has changed about it. So let's start with some of the obvious questions for those people listening. And who is the eBay consumer Is there any data you can share with us in terms of the types of people who shop on eBay and then the audience that we would be in front of? Yeah, absolutely. And you're so right. Just, I just have to say about, you know, having kind of been through it all. I've been at one company almost 20 years, but it feels like I've been at like five or more because I've been through a few CEOs. I've been through growth and COVID and, you know, all the things. So yeah, one company, but lots of different experiences. So the consumer you're reaching on eBay is often someone who is looking for that perfect thing. So they maybe are more unique. They're not looking for like the commodity thing that everyone wants. They might be wanting that very specific sneaker. They might be wanting a very unique watch, or they might also be looking for some sort of deal. A lot of our consumers are looking for second use. So like refurbished items and kind of any type of deal they can get. Those are a lot of our shoppers as well. And then also we kind of span from the young Gen Z folks to boomers and beyond. You know, we need to do more, but we do resonate well with Gen Z just because they seem to care so much about social issues and reuse and recycle. And they're able to like often get their vintage jeans or their old sneakers or whatever it is. So really we hit all the different spectrums of buyers and I don't have any specific data on what those buyers are, but I know we see all of them. And like I said, they're coming to us not to like buy their groceries or their toilet paper or any of those commodities like need to turn quick items, but they're coming to us for those unique, special, different items, or those refurbished deals and things like that. And then a lot of times they end up discovering other categories, experience like they're like, oh, shoot, I didn't know they had such great deals on iPhones or whatever it is. And then they quickly discover that we actually do pretty well and have great prices and great sellers in all the verticals for the most part. Okay. And that definitely want to touch on, we'll probably circle back to this, but about ways that existing e-commerce businesses can actually use eBay for clearing old inventory like I did, because maybe those people are looking for a deal. But also like when you're thinking about 
who makes a good seller on eBay, right? And so we talked about this during our pre-chat. My listeners are all e-commerce business owners. They're at different levels, but this is their business. Like it's what they do. And even if it's a side hustle right now, the goal is for it to be a full-time job. So they're not just moms or me, like looking to sell some of my stuff and make a little extra cash. With all that in mind, what products do best on eBay? That's such a good question. And Jessica, you're right. Like we love the moms and we love you, you know, the business who's closing something and want to get rid of some items, but also we love just to your exact point, true e-commerce businesses that are selling on other marketplaces or have their own brick and mortar or their own websites. So the products that do the best, I've kind of touched on a few already. We've really been leaning into sneakers a bit over the past couple of years. eBay was kind of the original go-to sneaker place. And so again, that just fits who we are. We want to be the place where people come to find those unique items that you can't just find anywhere. So so that sneakers, of course, are great items. And that kind of leads into fashion. Fashion can be tricky. Like again, we're not probably like the commodity, you know, tons of the same item. Not always, but sometimes if it's a great deal. But fashion also does great, which kind of leads into sneakers. And then that also leads into like handbags, as you can imagine. There are two different ways to think about handbags. Well, actually there are many, but One way is consignment. So we have a lot of people and thrifters who go out and find Gucci bags in their Goodwill and then they flip those on eBay, which is great. Or there's other companies, there might be like a coach or a Michael Kors or something that likes to sell maybe more of their kind of more dead stock inventory and more of their closeouts. So that's always a great option. We do really great in electronics. As mentioned, refurbished is a huge big deal. We see such great deals for buyers and great ways for sellers to clear out inventory. It's a win-win across the board. We see lots of robot vacuums all the way to like iPhone cords, really anything in electronics. There's tons of home and garden. So we see everything you can imagine. You can literally buy fish on eBay to dog food. I mean, there's honestly hardly a category we don't touch. Another huge, huge, huge one, as you can imagine, is parts and accessories for vehicles. I think we're one of the top sites for that. As you can imagine, again, there's a few different ways to look at that. Is There are regular mom and dads who need to fix a broken headlight and want to quickly order something and get it delivered. And then as you can imagine, there are people out there restoring old Chevys and need that one specific part that they can't find anywhere. And so we solve for both of those. And those are both great options to bring to the sites. So like I said, we almost cover everything. The only things I would say that probably we don't do great in is like, we don't do a ton in like your food. Well, no, we do some in food, but we don't do a ton in like toilet paper and cleaning products. But as you can imagine, in COVID, we did well in those. But now people are back to getting those in normal times. So there's really a ton of opportunity. And the other thing is, if you are an e-commerce business that has a vertical or a product I didn't mention, then maybe eBay is a great place for you because maybe we don't have a ton of that. So really, like I said, people are coming to the site to find that unique special item or to get deals or many other reasons. And then they're discovering all the other great products that are also on the site. So it's a great place to be for sure. Just kind of taking in everything you said, I think for you guys listening, and I know a lot of you, you know, you have jewelry or you're a boutique. If that's you, I think you can get started with those closeouts and those items that you can't move. If you are selling other people's stuff, you're going to have some of that brand recognition that the eBay consumer is probably going to eBay looking for that specific brand. If you have your 
own stuff, it might be a little bit harder, but it's so easy to get started, which we're going to talk about that. It's probably worth it just to try. Like it doesn't hurt to just have another channel, but we're going to talk more about all of that. I just kind of wanted to frame that for you guys while you're listening. Totally agree, Jessica. I'm so glad you added that. So let's pretend someone is listening and they decide this is awesome. I want to get on eBay. How do they actually get started and how do they successfully list their products? Cause as we know on a marketplace, it is all about that product listing. That is right. You nailed that. So yeah, it's so easy. So the first thing I'll say is you kind of touched on it a little bit, but there is very little risk to getting started. So every person who comes to the site, be it yourself, like a small business owner who's just trying to close out a few items to the mom who's trying to sell her kids old clothes to an actual e-commerce business who might be integrated with a third party. There's ways for all those to get integrated. But for the smaller individual folks who might not be like integrated with a third party, you automatically get 250 free listings, which means you don't have to pay anything unless the item sells. You can list up to 250 things. So again, to your point, Jessica, like it's very little risk. There's time you have to put into getting those listings up, but that's the only potential overhead that I see really. And making sure that you're pricing and doing things to give yourself a margin. So again, everyone gets up to 250 free listings and then more if you end up doing a store. So if you're the type of seller who's integrated with a third party, Usually eBay is a channel that you can activate in your third party. And again, you can get a ton of free listings, way more than 250 if you decide to invest in a monthly store. So tons and tons of opportunity to get started with very little risk. And so, yeah, it just depends. So if you you know are more of the individual type, the app is a great place to start. You just get the eBay app, you go to sell, you can take photos and add details right from the app. Or again, if you have a third party, you can typically activate the eBay as one of your channels that you sell in. And so to your point about like, what do I include in my listing? You know, a great title is so important. Obviously, describing your item, but not going overboard. Obviously, photos are everything. As we know, in the mobile app world, so many people are buying things based off of photos alone. So crisp, clear, detailed photos are key. And then another really important area is what we call at eBay item specifics, which is those kind of detailed things about what you're selling. You know, in sneaker land, that would be like, it's a Jordan. It's the, what's the most recent one? There's one that came out called something about like bees or something. It's the yellow one. And then you'll have the size and then you'll have the material. And so it's all of those very detailed things. And those are super important because when buyers are searching for items on eBay or even searching for items, Google or other places, those item specifics can pull in eBay listings to wherever they're searching. So those item specifics are key. So even if you just lean into photos and item specifics, you should be able to get some good traction and good visibility. And then of course, price does matter. You're probably not going to move too far if you're the very highest price, unless you're differentiating in some other way, but you want to be price competitive. And we have a ton of tools to help sellers on price. We have Parapeak, which is an internal tool within the seller's platform where they can research best price and sold sales and all the things. And it can even be a helpful tool if you're deciding, like you have the opportunity to buy a pallet of waffle makers. Like you can use Terapeak to see what are these selling at and would the margin work and would I be able to make money and how would that happen? So tons of tools and resources to get you started. Okay. So there's a couple of things we need to talk about here. And one of them, I didn't even have this in my head when we originally sat down to talk about this was you just said, you know, if you wanted to buy a pallet of something and using eBay to do your price research, 
guys, you can also buy product on eBay to resell in your store, even in addition to using it as the marketplace to sell your stuff, because lots of people sell lots of goods on there that you can actually go in. And so this is going to publish in time for Q4. That's also a good place to go look for deals on products that you can sell in Q4 on sale. So if you listen to this podcast, I think it's episode three of the holiday campaign planning series is where I said, hey, go talk to your vendors and see if anyone has deals where you can get a lower wholesale price so that when you sell it at a discount, you're not missing out on the margin. And eBay is another place that you can go do that. So you said it and I was like, duh, light bulb, I need to mention that. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. You're so right. Like we have one of the big sort of bulk sellers, if you will, on the site is actually a seller called Bulk. They sell, just like you said, a lot of items that sellers can buy and then resell. And in fact, we even have a tool that allows you to get that manifest and then upload that right back to eBay. So I think you're so right, Jessica, it can be used both ways. Sell those items and buy those items to sell. <laughs> yes, I love that. And me and my husband both have cowboy boots that we wore for his sister's wedding that we wore for a few hours and they've been sitting in a box ever since. And I'm like, we need to finally get these listed and sell them. So of course I go to eBay. Now I haven't sold anything on there in so long. My seller account is inactive. They're reactivating it for me. It's probably been 11 years, but when I was going to list the item and I was putting in those details about the product, like you were mentioning, it was showing me how many searches those details were getting. So if I'm putting in leather or I'm putting in the brand of the boot or I'm putting in the actual style name, even when I was putting in like the vendor style number because consumers search that way, it was telling me, oh, this is getting 65,000 searches a month. And I was like, oh man, I got to get these boots up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I got to get that in there. Um, so that's super helpful. And you mentioned also in terms of the pricing, the sold listings. Let me tell you, friends, those sold listings are gold. And this works if you sell other people's products that you bought at wholesale, not if you make your own stuff. But you can go in there and it will tell you, hey, somebody just bought this same exact item for $160. And that particular item is in way worse shape than yours is. So you know you can sell it for more. So there really are a lot of tools on there to help you be competitive. But at the same time, I think it was in our pre-chat. Did you say there's like a billion listings or something on eBay? <laughs> I probably did. I did. I have to look at my data, but yes, there are a billion, but remember it's global. So it's not just that, but yeah, you're right. You are competing with lots of others, but the good thing is, like I said, we span all those categories. And the other thing, I think in the pre-chat, we chat a little bit, the way to think about it, like your cowboy boots, my suspicion is they're probably unique, which by the way, I'm like debating if you need to save them to like try to go to a country concert when this darn COVID clears out, but I think it's a great idea to sell them, but yours are probably more unique. So like this probably wouldn't apply in that situation. So if you have kind of a unique product, it's probably going to have a good price point, then you probably, that's all you need. 
But say you have a palette of iPhones and you probably need to be a little bit more competitive, potentially on price or visibility. We actually have promoted listings, which I mentioned to you, which is where sellers can put an ad basically on their listing and then they decide what the ad rate is. And then they only pay again if the items sell. But that often can give items a little bit more visibility. You get a few additional placements on the site. You can be a little bit higher in search. And then most recently, we just announced that. We now have external promoted listings. So as mentioned, when buyers are searching for things on Google, we spend money there to make sure that eBay listings are coming up. And so now promoted listings external is part of that. So depending on what the product is, there are different ways where you can still bring visibility against all those other billions of listings. So such a good point. Yeah, that's so important. And this is something we talk about in the pre-chat. And then there's something else specific you mentioned of what makes eBay a different and dare I say, better marketplace for people to sell on. But you guys, you're really invested in getting eBay as a whole out there. So you're working on the SEO stuff. You're making sure you're showing up in Google shopping, all of that good stuff. So that when people are looking for specific items, eBay items from sellers are coming up. But the most important thing that I want to make sure everyone knows is that you don't compete with your sellers. Can you talk a little bit about that? Of course. And you can definitely say the better marketplace now. (laughs) But yes, that is one of our most important things. And we feel like brings so much value is like, we never compete with our sellers. We consider their success, our success, period. So like, say, for example, we did see that some new waffle maker was all the rage and it was so hot. Like we have that data. We can see what's being searched for. We know what the hot items are, but we would never take that data and then go try to like make our own version of the same waffle maker and then sell it on the site and compete with those sellers. So so it's so important to us that our seller success is ours and we would just never compete with them. And so we feel like that's a great place to be. And then the other thing I was just going to add, Jessica, too, is you mentioned brand recognition and being out there. We also, just as a total side note, but we hear a lot of times from our existing sellers, why isn't eBay in commercials more? Like, why don't I see eBay on TV all the time? And really what we do is we try to spend a lot of our marketing dollars and ad dollars on site because that's where we see shoppers are is on the web. They're not always converting and they're not always watching commercials. So we'd rather invest most of that money. And we'll still be on TV sometimes, but into making sure that we're showing up when people are online shopping. But yep, that's right. We would never compete with our sellers ever. I love that so much. And I love that you are spending your dollars where it really matters. Because when you do all the work of making sure your site is SEO optimized and your seller's products are coming up in Google shopping and all of that, they're going to find you when they come to search for the product anyway. So you don't need TV commercials. Exactly. And they're so expensive. We'd rather invest where the shoppers are. Like, where are we going to actually get them is when they're looking for that product. You're so right. And that's really great too, because at that point, like the person is already ready to buy. You're not convincing them to buy this thing. Like they're already looking for what you're selling. And that is the most qualified and like best traffic you can possibly get. 
one tiny little stat I can add to that is on eBay, we do see that like 70% of purchases come from search because exactly what you just said, Jessica, at that point, they're ready to buy. Like they're not just watching a show and happen to see an advertisement. They're actually looking to buy something. So we know how important search is and showing buyers that right item at that right time. And another thing I meant to mention this a couple minutes ago, but I kind of forgot when I was setting up my listing, because I do remember some of this, but like I had the option to, that I could add even more information to my product listing to help me stand out like on the actual listing itself too. So like you can add a subtitle for a little price and you can add additional photos and things like that. And do you find that most people do add that stuff or that like the base listing kind of gets you where you need to go? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think the individual sellers love to add it. So like you and your boots remind me for the past couple of years, what I've done with like dresses pre-COVID, of course, but before COVID, if I ever went to an event and spent like, you know, a decent amount on like a cute dress. Unfortunately, with social media, I'd be like, oh man, everyone I know has seen me wear this dress, so I can't repeat it. So I got into this habit of reselling my dresses on eBay. So I would often say like, worn once at an event and then dry cleaned and blah, you know, so then they know. And in that case, it makes sense. So if it's kind of like an individual item, if it's used or there's some specific details to share, I think it's really helpful and buyers like to see that. But if it's more like, so using waffle maker as an example, but like on a waffle maker, if the details are in the item specifics, it's a product people know, it's probably not necessary, but sometimes depending on if they're using a third party, that information will be ported in anyway, and it certainly can't hurt. So it's really the seller's discretion. Before mobile was so the thing. So like when I think of my early days at eBay, we call that item description was everything because people read that and they read it front to back and blah, blah, blah. But now like, the item specifics, which help us get found better in search. And then of course the photos, I would say I would definitely prioritize above the item description. But again, like if you're more of an individual seller and like this product has some sort of story or information to share, then it definitely is helpful. Okay. Good to know guys. So I think for those of you listening, you know, if you're going to go sell your leftover stock or things you can't move, probably not super necessary to do that. And we did touch on this a little bit as well in terms of integrating with third parties. So most of my listeners are on Shopify. If they're not, I tell them that they should be. (laughs) I do know that there's an eBay channel in Shopify. So I imagine you hook it up and it just kind of pushes your product on over. So that's cool. What other platforms are you integrated with that make it really easy? Yeah, good question. So Shopify obviously is one of the best. We are with quite a few Channel Advisor is integrated, Inkfrog, I believe some different things there. And then a couple other things, we're trying to also bring more tools and resources. So long-term, we hope to integrate with some financial services so sellers can easily do taxes and things like that. We're pretty much integrated with all of the top ones. So I would be hard-pressed to find one that doesn't have a way or a channel to integrate with eBay. So yeah, most sellers hopefully don't have to change anything and can kind of just use what they are today to integrate. So absolutely. Awesome. That makes it super simple, guys. It's literally just a few clicks of a button. (laughs) Yep, exactly. With very little risk. Yes, I love all of that. So one last thing in terms of the promotion, because I had this in my notes, I want to make sure we touch on it. You are a marketplace. So obviously, like other marketplaces, 
if you get customers from eBay, they're really eBay customers. They're not your customers, right? So there's limited things that you can do in terms of marketing to them to get them to come to your site, like your own website. The goal is they stay on eBay. But I know that you do, in addition to you know the promoted listings, you have some other email tools that sellers can use for those customers. Yeah, absolutely, Jessica. I'm so glad you mentioned that because you're right. You know, like they came to the seller through eBay. So we'd love to have them stay at eBay, but also we know the seller is investing. So we want to provide them with tools and resources to try to get repeat buyers through eBay. And so you're exactly right. If they get an eBay store, they can send marketing emails to the buyers that have purchased from them that might be following them. And then also there are tons of other tools and resources to hit and reach other buyers through eBay. So as an example, if you have items listed on the site, you know, obviously we can see what buyers might be interested in those. They might be watching them. They might be in their carts. We can kind of see that. There's tools where sellers can send offers to those buyers. So if you can see that like there's 50 people watching your waffle maker, you can send them all a discount with like 5% off or $5 off or 20% off. And they get a message saying, hey, this seller's offering you a special deal. And we see really good conversion through that. And our sellers that are using it now love it. So even though we don't want the buyers to go off eBay, we try to give sellers lots of tools within eBay to drive those sales. And there's other basic things like sellers can send coupons, they can do different sales and markdowns, but we're always looking at ways to help them market their items to buyers on eBay. And then the other thing is, I think we talked about it, but there are 159 million buyers globally. And so in addition to all these ways to market your items to all those buyers, we also have great programs to help you go global if you're not currently shipping global. And really most of the programs put the onus on eBay to make it easier for the seller. So we have two different programs, one called Global Shipping, which basically allows buyers from around the globe can shop your items and then you ship them to a hub in the United States and then we're responsible for getting them to the buyer. Or we have a program called eBay International Standard Delivery, which allows you to print an eBay shipping label directly on eBay like you would a first class label, take it to USPS, and then we handle the shipping. So we try to make it really easy as well for sellers to increase their reach by going global. Oh, I love this because anyone, if you guys have ever thought about trying to do international shipping, oh my gosh, it is such a nightmare There's just so many rules and regulations and customs and all of this stuff. So to have someone just kind of take that off of your plate, that would be a really great way to just introduce yourself to that market. Maybe that's all you do on eBay, right? Is just do your international stuff on eBay. That's really, really cool. And I think it's, you know, not to encourage them to eventually go away, but it's kind of a good way to test. (laughs) To learn. Yeah, it is. Uh Uh-huh. Definitely. Before you go through the rigmarole yourself of trying to do international shipping on your own website, because it's just not fun. So I love that. Speaking of the shipping part and all of that, I just want to clarify for anyone who has questions, eBay does not have any sort of fulfilled by eBay option, but there's a very good reason for that, that Christy and I chatted about on our pre-call. So did you want to share that with the audience? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's something we'll continue to look at. Like we want to add value to our sellers, but like when we think about a fulfilled by eBay, if you will, like 
We try to provide value in other ways. Like we have great ways. If sellers do their labels through the eBay platform, they get a discount. There are ways they can do bulk labels, like all kinds of shipping tools. And then also when we look at the competitors, that's their bread and butter, like their professional fulfillers. That's like what they do. And so why would we invest all of our resources in trying to compete with that? Like we'd rather add value to our buyers and sellers in other ways in the platform, things like international selling, tools and resources to market, ways to reach buyers through Google Shopping that's included in your fees. So for now, it's not something we're investing in. And who knows, like never say never, right? But it just seems like the competitors, that's their bread and butter. That's what they do best. Why try to play there? We want to play in the unique items. We want to play in the areas where eBay is the best, like where you can find those items on eBay. So we don't want to try to compete in those areas right now. Right. Just do what you're really good at doing and just carve your own space. And like, that's a message for you guys listening to just when you are building a business. And I don't know if you've ever listened to this episode, I do not remember the number off the top of my head, but I will put a link in the show notes to it. But it's where I interviewed Jessica Principe of All Girls Shave Club. And when she started her business, she was the only one doing a razor subscription. And then there were all these new players, big investment behind them. And she was like, do I go up against these people or do I carve out my own little niche? And what did she do? She carved out her own little niche and she's still thriving and growing years later. And she serves a different person than, you know, the other people in the space. So no matter what your business is, just do what you do really well. And it's okay because you don't have to serve everyone. I couldn't love that more, Jessica. That is the truth, right? Like, why would we all want to be the same as the one big thing? Like, I love that. Like, do what you do and do it well, and you'll be successful. I love that story about her. I'm going to have to go back to listen to that one myself. I love that. Yeah. It's super inspiring. And I love chatting with her about it. And it just serves as such a good reminder, even for myself too. Like, I think we all need that reminder sometimes. So it sounds like eBay is constantly innovating and you're always kind of keeping your finger on the pulse of what's happening on your platform and with your sellers. Is there anything like coming down the pipeline or things that we can kind of look forward to? Yeah, good question. So I will say this during holiday, we try our best not to disrupt too much. So we're like, hey, you know what? Sellers are out there working their butts off. We know how hard it is to sell during holiday. Like people are working 14, 16 hour days, just like killing themselves to serve their buyers. And so we try not to bring too much change as we go into Q4 because we don't want to disrupt them and their business. But I think like a couple of things to do is we are like in all the platforms, as you can imagine, like we have eBay for Business Facebook page, where we often post about news and information and fun sweepstakes and awards and things like that. Where, of course, we have our own community boards. We have millions of people visiting our community boards every day. That's just on ebaycommunity.com. And like sellers can come there and chat with other sellers about what's working for you, what's not. And sellers might find other friends that way. Like so many sellers have friends from the eBay community boards. And then we have our own little podcast, the eBay for Business podcast, which is another way to learn kind of what's going on, what's happening in the business, what's new. So I definitely recommend liking the Facebook page to sort of just stay connected on what's new and what's coming up. But hopefully nothing too crazy during holiday because we want to let those sellers sell and serve those buyers during the crazy times. Yeah, well, and that's good. And I always tell my listeners when prepping for Q4 and going through Q4 is don't make any changes to your website after October 15th. 
like nothing, cut it off because you just don't know what's going to happen. Right. So true. Awesome. So a couple of last things that I always ask all of my guests, because I think there's a lot of bullshit on the internet about how running online e-commerce businesses is really easy and it's not. So it's a little bit different from what I usually ask because you're a platform, but are there like common mistakes sellers make, or maybe strategies from the eBay perspective, like things you tried to do for sellers that just didn't really work out <laughs> the way you thought it was gonna just anything to let people know we all struggle sometimes. So true. Oh my gosh. I could not agree with that sentiment more. And that's right. Like you can have great, great, huge success selling in e-commerce, but it's hard work. Like it's not easy money. That is for sure. But you know, if you put in the time and effort, there's so much opportunity there. So I'll be totally honest, like eBay, we've made plenty of mistakes over the recent years, even, you know, and it's always so upsetting because we have the best intentions, but sometimes to your point, like don't change the website after October 15th, because sometimes there's unintended consequence that you didn't know. So sometimes we often update our category structure and our taxonomy to, again, make sure buyers can find the items. Example is like what we'll see sometimes is buyers might search for an item and then the different categories are listed on the left side. So we always want to make sure those categories are the most up to date, the most clear. But most recently, earlier this year, we did that and it kind of messed up sellers listings a little bit and we felt terrible and we did our best to like fix it and resolve it. And again, it was one of those things was like, oh, no, we had the best intention. We just were trying to help their items get found. But then, of course, sometimes there are some downstream implications that we didn't anticipate. So even happens to big businesses, but hopefully we were able to fix that for most of the sellers. And I think really like as an individual seller, the thing to think about is we said it's pretty easy to get started. And I do mean that like it's not a huge overhead. There's not a ton that you have to do. But also, I would say don't do nothing. So like we already talked about, those photos are super important. Those item specifics are super important. Invest the time if you're going to list to do it well, or else you really won't know if you are successful or not. So I think my biggest kind of like, probably don't do that would be don't just throw up like one image and a title and like call it good. Because that's not going to really tell you if you have opportunity on eBay. I would say invest the time to make sure your listings are showing up in the way you want them to to buyers. And then you'll really know if it's a great platform for you and if it's going to add additional value. So again, it's not super hard, but take the time to really try it out. And then you'll know if it's going to work for you or not. Yeah, that's such a good point. Like you can't half-ass something and then when it doesn't work, be like, oh, well, this doesn't work for me. Well, I don't know. It's really like you don't have enough data, right? To make that determination. So yes, very good point that you really do have to put in that time, energy, and effort. And another thing too is let's say you are maybe selling your closeout items or you're selling your damages or your samples. If you manufacture your own stuff, that could be like a great place to do a sample sale is you want to be really clear as well about any like defects and close-up pictures. Like the customer is looking specifically for that. It doesn't mean they're not going to buy it, right? You just need that transparency, especially because of the famous eBay buyer protection, which we didn't get a chance to touch on, but I'd love for you to just take a moment to touch on that. You know, guys, I had notes and then we got chatting and we got a little bit out of my order, but you know, 
shit happens. So, <laughs> you know, it's good. It's just, we're flowing. We're in the flow, but yeah, it's true. Like eBay buyer protection kind of has a bad reputation with sellers, but I think you said it best when you said, if there are defects or anything to call out for sellers, it's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that they're not going to buy it, but when it can go wrong is when they think they're getting one thing and that's not what they're getting, then that's when you have problems. So investing the time up front to be really clear about any defects or problems ensures that you have less problems after the fact. So of course it sounds like, oh geez, what a hassle. Now I have to take pictures of when there's a chip or whatever. And it's like, well, yes, because then that will actually save you down the road. So buyer protection, you know, it's interesting. Like I said, I was part of the team that helped launch it. And honestly, I think it's so important. Like at that time, my first five to seven years at eBay, I'd have friends say like, oh, Christy, you know, I bought this thing and I got the wrong thing. And what do I do? And before buyer protection, I had to say, oh, well, how'd you pay? Like, could you ask them? And so that was just not a great place to be in a marketplace. So in order to have buyers who trust eBay and want to shop from our sellers, of course, we had to have a program to protect them. But we've continually evolved the program to make sure that we're being fair to sellers, taking in their reputation, their experience and whatnot, looking at their listings, looking at the buyers. And like, I think it's gotten to a much more equal place. And really our intent is to just make it a trusted, fair marketplace, not to side with buyers or sellers. So I think Jessica, what you said is exactly right. Like invest the time to just declare any issues or defects. And then that will hopefully make problems after the fact much, much less. Yeah. And like you just said, the important part is that it's a trusted place and that's what keeps those buyers coming back. And I get it from a seller perspective. You know, people have this issue with some payment processors as well, who seem to just always side with the buyer. And I get that frustration for sure. In this case though, I think as long as you're not like an asshole, and you're selling what you say you are selling, you will be fine and you won't have those issues. I couldn't agree more a thousand percent. So yep, you nailed it right there. All right. So on a more positive note, is there maybe a feature or something in eBay, something that the seller just really benefits from or anything? What do you got for us? Yeah, of course. So we touched on it briefly a little bit ago, but I mentioned Terapeak in passing and like Terapeak has been getting such great feedback lately from sellers. Like I said, sellers are saying like, anytime I have a chance to buy a pallet or come into new inventory or whatever, I go in Terapeak, I research it up, I see if it's going to be worth it or not. And then that helps inform their decision, which of course can reduce their risk, which is awesome. So that's a huge one. And really that's included with your store. Like it's not a bunch of additional costs or anything like that, which is awesome. And then I touched on the offers to buyers too. I think I want to double down on this one just because I think it's pretty unique. I don't think a lot of other marketplaces have a way for you to say like, oh gosh, I see there's 30 interested buyers or a hundred or whatever it is in this item. Like I want to move this item because as we all know, shelf space is ultimately a cost and time away from your business. And so sometimes clearing those out is so important. And so just being able to send those buyers a deal is a great way to clear out inventory. We see great conversion on that. So I think that's kind of a unique feature that I haven't seen in all other marketplaces. And the other last thing I would add that we didn't touch on is most recently, we had a lot of sellers that kind of sell custom and unique items, reaching out, wanting to be able to get that information in a clearer, better way from their buyers. So they're selling custom wine glasses with names on them or whatever. Now sellers and buyers can exchange that information in the list 
existing, making it a lot faster and easier similar to the other marketplace that does a lot of custom items. So we're constantly evolving and trying to like improve sellers. We've heard for years from sellers that want that. And now we recently introduced that. And so, like I said, definitely follow the eBay for business on Facebook and you'll be able to see all the different changes and things we're doing to evolve the platform and become a great technology platform for the sellers. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know you could do custom items on eBay. Right, exactly. And it's so silly. Like, I feel like we were probably the original place that did that. So it's like, oh my gosh, you got to go back to it. And I worked with a seller a long time. They literally sold vinyl stuff for people's boats. And so we would always have a call. They'd be like, Christy, why will no one listen? Like, we need this feature. And I'd be like, I promise I'm telling all the people. And then finally, recently, we were able to add it. And so that's another thing that I would just add kind of about not only do we not compete, like, What you hear from most eBay sellers is like they have a relationship with eBay. Like they'll say the other marketplaces are kind of like you'll hear words like I have to have them or I use them because they're there. But like they actually have a relationship with us and we care about them and we listen to their feedback. We have so many different programs and ways that we get seller feedback regularly from surveys to focus groups to user testing and all these different things. So we truly want to be the best place for sellers to sell. And we want that relationship with sellers. We don't just want them to be a number and an item on a site. So it's super important to us. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And it's true. Like I think some of those other marketplaces are just like the necessary evil of doing business. And, you know, it always feels like, well, you as the seller need them more than they need you. And so they give zero shits about you. But I feel like with eBay, and I've always felt this way, like I said, I've been using eBay a long time. I've sold a lot of my own stuff on there. I've bought a lot of stuff on eBay and it always felt more about the buyers and sellers on the platform than the platform itself. Exactly. I couldn't have said that better. I totally agree. And sometimes, you know, we just want to do business with people that don't suck. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Exactly. Like a little bit of feel good, like care about me because I care about you. Exactly. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Christy, for being here, for sharing all of this. Is there anything we didn't touch on, or if there's like one thing you want my listeners to take away from today's conversation, what would that be? Great. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. Like you said, we were just in the flow. I just feel like I'm having coffee with my friend chatting about eBay. So been a pleasure and thanks for having me. I guess my main takeaway is why not try, right? Like if you're not on there today, like I said, there's such little risk. We're in the third parties. Just try. And like we said, don't half-ass it. I love how you said that because then you don't really know if it's for you or not. But there's very little risk in trying. And I think a lot of the sellers will be pleasantly surprised of how much it can help their business and their growth. And I hope they give it a try. Amazing. I hope you guys give it a try too. I'm going to put all the links that Christy mentioned in the show notes below. Christy, I don't know how involved face-to-face you are with the people, but is there a place for them to find out more about you specifically? Yeah, of course. And I'm totally happy to hear from the people anytime, but I say good old LinkedIn is probably best. They'll find me on there. And there's like, you know, it's all eBay all the time. So reach out to me anytime on LinkedIn. I always say, even though I've been there a long time, I think I know most of the answers, but I don't always know all the answers, but usually I can find the person at least who has the answer. So 
totally happy to hear from the people. And like I said, that's what we're all about is engaging with our sellers and helping them grow. I love to hear from the people. So come on over. Wow. You can actually get in touch with somebody who works there. That's different. (laughs) Right. How, what, huh? (laughs) Yes. And on that note, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really want you to Soak this in and think about if it's right for your business. And if you're not sure, come on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group and let's chat about it. Have a kick-ass rest of your day. And until next time, friend, I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.